0: You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat, smiley face. Was I supposed to say that? Yep. Oh. Or was yep. I
1: supposed to act that out? well hello and welcome to the china shop everyone get inside here doors are wide open for you i'm shopkeeper dan and with me as always is kyle creator of financial how you doing today kyle i
0: was really looking forward to today and then now i feel like my energy starting to wane so maybe you can help me oh, pick that back up.
1: Yeah, that's probably my fault. I've been having a weird morning. Uh, let's see. Um, hey, just
0: not bringing the energy today. I'm just, just not bringing the energy. Just Damn sucking it. it right out of me. Like
1: <laughs> All a- right. Well, would would it help if I if I give you a big promotion and make you the director of dog ventriloquism? That would help. <laughs> All right. Hey, folks. Kyle just got a big promotion. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I always I always pretend to talk for the dogs. Right. And since, since we have dachshunds, it's always in a German accent.
0: Did you hear that they were uh, putting Dutch ends on the uh, submarines now? Like to try to boost morale?
1: No, that's amazing.
0: Yeah, they're going to call them submarine wieners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I heard that on a YouTube oh. video. <laughs> Come on into the shop with us today, folks. (laughs) Sit back, relax, rage against the stock market machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way into a complete set of fine china, uh, mostly jibber-jabbering about the the news, but we still share our strategies for trying to maximize those gains and cut losses. If you are new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our Knowledge Center on FinancialNeptitude.com or give one of our many beginning episodes. Give one of our many beginning trading episodes a listen. We'll have all those links in the episode description. But the best place to be is to come hang out over on our Discord server. Kyle and I get on there every day. Sharing our stock charts. uh, Lately, we've been on the the audio channel.
0: We did our lotto uh, Friday on there this last week, too.
1: Yes, we did. And uh, I don't remember how you did, but I did pretty good.
0: I did good until I gave back half of it, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll
1: get there. We'll get there. So, when you find yourself over on that Discord server, make sure to send us a private message with your mailing address so we can send you a smash-it-yourself mug and shot glass straight from the shop. It's just an awesome place to be, always better with friends. We're just so glad you're all here today. Uh, Kyle, we, we got any show news going on?
0: Yeah, it's all the same stuff I said last week.
1: <laughs> oh, well.
0: Uh, we got Matt Raynor, Anthony Fetzi's coming up this month. Uh re- Supposed to be recording Sunday another beginner episode with a local dentist. Oh, uh, we got Change Bridge at the end of the month. Uh, I think we just uh, scheduled another guest for the second week of November. That's Deborah Ellis.
1: Okay, what What does she do?
0: Uh, I'm trying to see, vice president of financial planning, investment advisor, representative over at Cogent Advisors.
1: Oh, wow, okay. That sounds great.
0: She also had a uh, history in the movie industry, so I'm actually thinking that maybe we can try to pitch our, our futures movie that we keep talking about.
1: Yeah, let's that, do it.
0: That we haven't wrote yet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll, uh, I'll write a one-pager uh, to pitch the project.
0: There you go. Perfect.
1: All right. So, yeah, a lot of, lot of exciting guests coming up. We uh, Really look forward to Change Bridge. Now I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to Deborah. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, We have a flurried, frenzied, frantic show for you today, folks. Lots of market-moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than a mouse in a cheese shop. Nah. I told you it was cheesy. Yeah, very. I I warned you.
0: What is with the terrible (laughs) jokes today?
1: Oh, uh, yeah 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 I'm I'm on my C game Kyle I'm not even on my B game today oh not
0: even you I mean I let off of one <laughs> <laughs> let's get to the bet results let's move this thing along before we lose all everybody. right all
1: right all right. <laughs> all right all right all right all right. Folks, uh, reach out to us. We love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Love you on the Discord. If you're old school, you can send us an email to the number two bulls at financialneptude.com. Or you can always give us a phone call, 725-22-BULLS. Maybe you've got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe you got bit by a radioactive spider and you're struggling to come to terms with being a hero. It doesn't matter. We love it when you reach out. All right, Kyle. Yeah. I think... uh, I think it might be bet results time. Yes. I think you get to go first. Uh, so I swung for the fences. I I went super high risk, high reward, and uh, picked Corvus Pharmaceuticals, CRVS. They opened around seven dollars and they spiked up to almost eight, and I was feeling really good. And then after Tuesday they started falling. And by the end of the week, they were down it was like four and a half dollars. <laughs>
0: what's your total
1: uh i didn't even calculate my bet total but it's uh roughly off the top of my head it went from i was like around 520 it's it's now down around 300 something so
0: i I do need that total for the uh the bet page because we are keeping track of the year to date
1: okay well while you're talking then i will uh i'll load up that I'll, i'll get that for you all
0: right uh i went with azul Open the week at twenty one eighty, and then by Thursday they were down at twenty dollars. Uh, it's still not quite back to my buyback and uh, flip long, but uh, I guess travel stocks decided to rally on Friday, so it finished at twenty one seventy four. So I made a tidy six cent profit by shorting AZUL. Took my total up to five fifteen sixty nine to close out the week and the month. But yeah. Random went with shorting purple that opened the week at twenty two sixty six, finished at twenty one twenty. So Random with the highest total I think it's ever seen is now no wait it's been higher than this before hasn't it? Oh, I, th- I don't. I remember. think it's the second highest total at five seventy five eighty four. So yeah, uh, next month should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh good lord, it's, it's going to be a spicy one. I think we're going to, I think uh, we're, we're talking to George and I think we're going to have Vico on the month end review. Uh, for this next week so we'll probably propose something with them see if they want to they want to work with us to to make this happen but i'm envisioning a hot ones type uh interview
1: what where we try to talk to them while we're eating spicy foods
0: yeah let them ask us questions or give us stock charts to look at or to try to analyze while we eat progressively hotter wings
1: oh yeah that okay okay that sounds terrible and fun
0: right (laughs) <laughs> Let's get to some news. Alright. Oh, poll result. Poll result.
1: Yeah, what was our poll results?
0: Uh, we asked uh, which Star Trek line William Shatner is most likely to say when he goes to space. Uh, 40% went with space, the front, final frontier, and then it was a three-way tie for second with we need more power, con, and other.
1: <laughs> <laughs> con was definitely my pick.
0: Yeah. I think uh, if we have another poll coming forward, we've talked about this before, but uh, I'm not going to start. I'm going to start releasing them on Monday mornings, or Monday around lunchtime, instead of doing them on Saturdays to see if we can get some more uh, participation. Yeah. Because I think just doing them on Saturday, just not getting nearly enough eyes on them.
1: The ways of social media are a mystery to me, Kyle. I don't Uh, understand them.
0: Yeah, me neither. The worst part is I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're meandering. Before I move on, dan, why don't you uh why don't you fill us in on how your poutine experience went?
1: Oh uh, well, I was excited because I've heard of poutine. There was a poutine shop in Tucson for a while uh, before the pandemic shut down a lot of restaurants mm. I, I You sent me the recipe and I was making some traditional gravy, and the gravy was coming out awesome. I was like, this is delicious gravy. I'd throw this on turkey mashed potatoes all day uh we got got found target has cheese curd. You can Mm -hmm. just go by, Uh, so that wasn't difficult. Whipped it all together, sit down, started eating it. I did not enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) It's, the the combination of those flavors are not pleasing to my palate.
0: Right. So, poutine was thumbs down. How was the split pea soup?
1: Thumbs down on the poutine, and... uh, and it, it's worth noting that Jen loved the poutine, and she finished oh. mine uh, very, <laughs> oh, very handily. Good. The split pea p- soup was was fantastic. That was amazing. Really? Like I would cook, I would cook that for myself as just a hearty dinner.
0: Didn't look appealing, but man, it sounded good. Like I kind of wanted to try that one.
1: I've never seen yellow split peas before. Oh, I had to order them. You, you, or you ordered them.
0: Yeah, I think I got you four pounds, so you can make it again. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so your next one's going to be, I think, uh, beaver tails. Go with uh, a sweet Canadian. And then also, uh, to round out the challenge, uh, you should be looking in your mailbox. I think uh, Sunday you should be getting a box of imported Canadian ketchup-flavored chips. Because apparently that's a huge deal out there.
1: Ketchup-flavored potato chips. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: that's, uh, That's a big favorite out there.
1: Really? Yes. That's not something you've made up.
0: No, it is a real thing, and Canadians love them. Want to ask George about it?
1: Yeah, and to any of our Canadian listeners, please reach out, give us a call, tell us what's up with ketchup-flavored potato chips. Sorry, I talk shit about poutine. It's just not for me. I understand why other people love it. God, goddamn. Also, I was disappointed to find out that the beaver tails were a uh, a dessert.
0: Not beaver tails.
1: I thought, yeah, I thought I was going to get to cook up some interesting meat, but apparently you're not supposed to eat beaver?
0: No, they just kind of look like a beaver tail. Mm. It's it, look, it it makes me think of like the elephant ears, like you get at the carnival.
1: Okay, okay. But, you know, they don't have elephants in Canada, so.
0: Oh, we don't really have a whole lot here. <laughs> Isn't that what Vico said? Damn, that's, you got me! Because, <laughs> you know, what, you got a lot of elephants in America? <laughs> All right, let's move on.
1: All right, yeah, it's time to talk about some some news. Let's do it. Well, it's all for the money. Tune to the show. Need a good story so my margin grows. won't you listen to all our news? You might learn some things with the China Shop Market News.
0: Well, who wants to lead off?
1: Uh, I think think you've got the, the bigger story.
0: Well, the bigger one that I want to talk about is about this whole uh, Citadel-Robin Hood saga that's been yeah. going on. Um, there's, it's it's starting to make a resurgence in the media circles. Let's see, because there's a big court case going on. So now there's actual court documents actually confirming that Citadel and Robin Hood did have communications with each other, and it looks like that those communications indicate Citadel applied pressure on Robin Hood
1: okay okay so so it's been a while since we've talked about this so so let's let's back up a little bit yes. what we're talking about here is at the beginning of the year when Robin Hood shut down the buy side for GameStop stock mm-hmm. longtime listeners will remember how upset we were because it ruins the whole auction market it right. ru- it, it's literally mass manipulation of the market you can't buy any more of this stock.
0: And with Citadel being a market maker and also a hedge fund where it was taking out, I mean, it, I think, was one of the main companies that was shorting GameStop during this time. Like, the whole thing yeah. just looked really dirty. Robinhood takes, gets a lot of its income from Citadel through its payment for order flow. hmm
1: uh,
0: So, there's just a whole mess. Uh, and then now Citadel is taken to Twitter to try to defend itself with claims, like, showing interviews of uh, uh, the director, Ken Griffin. Uh, when he was doing his hearings, uh, he, he the saying that he testified truthfully that he had never spoken with Tenev and blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to take your word for it, Citadel.
1: Oh, he, <laughs> yeah, he he claimed he never spoke to the CEO of Robin Hood.
0: Yeah, and maybe they didn't, but uh, that doesn't mean they didn't speak to somebody at Robin Hood. I'm yeah. trying to find some yeah. of these some of these quotes here. Okay, so James Swartout, the president and COO, says, uh, let's see, this when was this? This was a day or two before I think the actual uh, day they shut everything down. Said that he he said this in a Slack meeting. Uh you wouldn't believe the combo we had of a Citadel, total mess. And then a few mm-hmm. hours later, that's when the uh N was emails received, and then shortly after that, GME buying was suspended right what's,
1: after their converse, the conversation with citadel
0: right right after he mentioned that they had a conversation and then what's also kind of fucked up about this whole thing was that uh, the nscc release or um relaxed the requirements uh the um uh, what is it not leverage the holding requirements or the i guess you'd call it margin yeah. basically the the collateral requirements that they relaxed that prior to the 28th uh open So they really didn't have a need to suspend it anymore at that point. Wow. Wow. Yeah, there's a little bit more. There was a tweet that Trace trades trades throughout that had uh that's been going around on social media too. Let me see if I can pull that up. Let's see. Robin Hood knew at the highest levels, the company risk management system is strained to the breaking point to the week of the 25th. Securities President CEO swore it out 10 of points to is making the ultimate call. Uh says in an internal chat on the 26th, I sold my AMC today. FYI, tomorrow morning we're moving GME to 100%, so we are so you are aware. President and COO liquidated his AMC holdings two days before they made the decision to restrict everything.
1: Yeah, AMC was one of the ones that you couldn't buy at the, when you couldn't buy GME. Yeah,
0: uh, AMC, GME, Nokia, and uh, BlackBerry. All those were uh, changed to closing positions only.
1: And they sold all theirs before that happened.
0: Well, the president did and then told everyone he did and then gave them the heads up that they're moving GME to 100% margin requirement.
1: So just to to really spell it out what we've learned in auction theory the basics more buyers than sellers it goes up more sellers than buyers it goes down well if you don't let there be buyers what's going to happen to that stock price
0: right you know well just uh, this line saying that he sold his AMC he told everyone that they're moving it to 100% margin requirements that means that you can't margin it to purchase more like that's huge news yeah that's not available to the public at that point i'm guessing I mean that to me looks a lot like insider trading.
1: Uh it's exactly insider trading <laughs> on a company that facilitates trading. <laughs> right? You know, there's you can't get more insider than that. Hey, we're going to shut down the buy side. I moved out of mine. Just FYI.
0: <laughs> uh that wasn't uh shutting down the buy side what you're saying there. He was saying that they were they were increasing the margin requirements for trading that stock. So that was that was actually two days before they restricted the buying completely. Mm. It's just a huge mess right now.
1: Yeah. Any way you look at it, I mean, imagine if they shut down the sell side, how fast the stock would move up. <laughs> right.
0: Serious. Yeah. And then didn't I also say something too, that like when Citadel opened up some offices over in uh, Asia, they were like kicked out of a country because they basically crashed one of their markets by doing some crazy manipulation
1: i had not heard that
0: yeah i'm pretty sure they were banned from like hong kong or china or somewhere around there for five years after doing something to some market
1: you know and i'm i'm reminded of something uh george carlin said uh i think he he was on bill maher uh they were talking about conspiracies and he pointed out he's like look people with the same interests don't have to get together behind closed doors to talk about it. They all have the same interests. They're gonna work together right. without coordination. They don't they don't need to like like Ken Griffin didn't need to call up the Robin Hood CEO and lay out what was happening they they both were already on the same page
0: i don't know i think uh, citadel needed a lot more i think they did pressure
1: oh i'm sure they did but i'm just saying like i don't know that necessarily
0: ken griffin put his name on everything
1: right but he doesn't
0: have to (laughs) that's the
1: yeah that's what i'm saying like the the interest is the the
0: yeah as the (laughs) boss you say you tell somebody else to go do it so that way you can step back and be like i never said anything about that
1: Oh yeah, I never, I never talked to him. I mean, my yeah. five assistants did constantly. Yeah, <laughs> but not me. <laughs>
0: At my direction.
1: Oh man, it's it's just messy, and it really to me speaks to the the dishonesty of of a business uh, ideology here of Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. Like they open up. I mean, they're called Robin Hood. They're like, yeah, yeah, that guy that stole from the rich and gave to the poor. We're we're here to let the everybody trade right and really it's we're here to let everybody trade through our market makers to guarantee profit through order
0: flow they're more like the sheriff of nottingham because they're obscenely taxing the poor
1: my uh the, the big story for me is uh the global supply chain Mm-hmm. is it's still a wreck it's still a wreck remember we had that suez canal backup that uh is that what's
0: causing well, all this still is it all still backup from that
1: no i don't think this is the this the suez canal i think that hurt things more than than the world realized so what's causing these backups now labor shortages really the demand for goods or demand for well, according to business insider the demand for goods is surging and we still can't the world still can't get enough people to. To work right now uh the ports in la and new york it looks like the cargo ships that anchor there uh they're estimated to be waiting up to four weeks before they can dock to unload jesus so yeah yeah this labor crunch and increased demand so like they're trying to get more stuff they're trying to put more things through the ports and they have less people working to move them through so it's it's hitting them both directions
0: What well, sounds like if you're looking for work uh if you want to go work one of these ports, you probably name your price.
1: <laughs> if you're in LA or New York, <laughs> right? Jeez. Um yeah, we've got record numbers of cargo ships stuck at at ports. Uh cl- they've got full of full of like clothing, electronics, toys, furniture. Christmas isn't looking good.
0: This seems like one of those things too that's not going to get better anytime soon. Like the wor- the longer it goes on, the worse it's going to get.
1: Yeah.
0: Unless people have different ports they can go to.
1: We're <laughs> gonna start seeing cargo ships going up the Mississippi.
0: I mean, yeah, Houston's a pretty big port for that reason. New Orleans, yeah, maybe they start to see more business.
1: Well, we know from that uh, last week talking about the Costco stuff, we know Costco has actually rented uh, container shipping ships. Yeah, for themselves, I saw that. they're <laughs> yeah. like, "Fuck it, we'll get our own ships." <laughs> Smart. I <laughs> uh, wonder what ports they're going to. I don't know. Yeah, so bottleneck supports beginning to to spark concerns that Christmas is not going to be so merry because there just won't be <laughs> stuff to buy. Which you know, inflation is already increasing prices of things.
0: Oh God, that's going to make it even worse. Uh,
1: s- now, now supply and demand is, is having its say, and that we know supply and demand is the main main force in in pricing.
0: Does anyone know what the the number one toy is going to be this year. So if we can get on that tickle me elmo craze now, if we can identify the one that's going to be, <laughs> might be able to make a little bit of money.
1: I <laughs> uh, I I I I honestly don't know what the kids are into these days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> me neither. All right, well, you hinted at the next thing I wanted to talk about and that was the uh, the MJ. Yes. Looks like uh the bill to repeal that is finally passed the uh, the House committee, but it still yes. hasn't been voted on in the House and still has to make it through the Senate now the democrats do have you know the tie-breaking vote in the senate but you know elections should be coming up pretty close here for or pretty soon here right for the midterms like they're running out of time to try to push this thing through if they're gonna do it i got what another year yeah like if this thing's gonna happen it needs to happen soon i think
1: yeah yeah so it's moved out of committee which means they're gonna vote on it soon uh that's that's one of the reasons why i was looking to move back in to Mm -hmm. yolo Uh, for her, because it's one of her long positions, but I was like, why sit in a long position when I can look at the chart and I know it's, (laughs) I know what it's doing. doing Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just go ahead. If it breaks through this level, you know, I did it, I did it like we talked about on the the futures, like, you know, you put your stop just under where you think it's going to catch. Yeah. And if it doesn't, doesn't catch there, then you want to get out. So, uh, I mean, I didn't, I didn't buy at the bottom around 16, but you know, uh, if, I'd, if I'd known what I know now, would've, she would have been sold out of it in like 25, but right. Uh, but I think now's the time to get back in because I don't want to miss the bounce from the good news. If if this passes, just passing the House is going to bounce marijuana stocks. No,
0: well, that's not it's the first time it's passed that, has it? I mean, hasn't the House proposed this a few different times?
1: Yes, but uh, uh, never. Okay, I don't know if the House has ever passed the bill.
0: I feel like they might have before. But they've never had a chance to actually get through the Senate, though. Yeah, I just uh, I thought they had their best chance this year, but I'm still doubtful that it'll actually happen until uh, after talking to what was it, Jennifer Beck? We had on oh, from Geehee. Yeah, when she was telling us about all the money that the the governments are taken from, the way that the God, what was it? Oh, the it way, way that the, all the, the banking taxes, is structured. Yeah, because yeah. they can't offset losses. And if they were to repeal the prohibition, then that would change that tax law for them and allow them to be able to, like, write off the expenses and losses.
1: Right, right.
0: Now they're taxed on the gross revenue, not the net. If that was the change, then, uh, yeah, that's a lot of money that a lot of these places are going to lose, a lot of these states that depend on this income.
1: It's strange how we're at this part, this point in marijuana where it's, it's the taxation that is <laughs> gumming up the works
0: yeah we don't want to make it legal because we're going to lose money what (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) on these legal sales
1: right oh yeah fucking wild Um, uh but anyway yeah so so i'm i'm i continue to be long-term bullish on marijuana and this could be a a nice uh, turning point but we'll see we'll see i'm 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 still trading it with some stop losses because you know the news comes out negative Right. And it it might it might fall back to last November. (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) All right. What what else you got for news?
1: Okay, so yeah, I I came across you know, longtime listeners know my hatred of Facebook and all things Facebook. (laughs) Came across a, a story that uh on Business Insider, uh, an opinion piece that referenced two other stories. So we had just, just had two major Facebook exposés published by New York Times and Wall Street dur- Journal uh, talking about internal Facebook uh, communications and data showing mm-hmm. that uh, Facebook has known for years how it causes users harm, but does not change. Now, I don't know if you remember this summer, Facebook dis- disabled the accounts of several academics at the New York University that were studying how Facebook amplified misinformation.
0: I did not know that, really?
1: Yeah, they shut down their accounts.
0: For what reason?
1: Oh, they said it was, uh, they, they were protecting its users' privacy. What? And and obeying, <laughs> and, and, and they were, they had to shut down those accounts, Kyle, because they were obeying a commitment it made to the FTC, which a uh, top FTC official publicly disputed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God
1: yeah so so they yeah they wanted to shut they they did they shut down all the all the academics studying it because they're like don't tell people how we spread misinformation (laughs) um and i have yeah uh i don't know how it's going to affect the stock price but i can't imagine going forward that uh the the press for facebook is going to get better
0: Mm, right it's just gotten too big it's Platform is on thin ice as the that line between publisher and just uh, I don't know what their argument is that they're not a publisher is getting blurred.
1: Well, it, it, and it's funny you bring that up. Uh, uh, another part of the the story was talking about um, if a Facebook spokesperson on Twitter. So so Facebook was like when the New York Times was was coming out of and 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 talking about uh, how they they promote themselves. Mm. The, the Facebook th- threw some shade. It was like, oh, that's kind of like the New York Times uses the New York Times to promote the New York Times. And in another, uh, in re- response to the criticism of Facebook's proposed Instagram for kids service, the Times itself published a kids section aimed at 8 to 13 year olds. The <laughs> reporter noted that the Times kids section wasn't harming teenage girls' self-image and questioned why Facebook was suddenly comparing itself to a publisher. Ah. Uh. Um, As Facebook certainly as they certainly control what appears in its pages and often endorses political candidates, yeah. So now now they're not a publisher, but they'll compare themselves to a publisher in a second, right? And what's what's crazy is there was a guy in 2014, a Harvard professor, that uh, gave a talk of what if Mark Zuckerberg decided to choose the next presidential candidate? I mean, that was
0: 2014. Kind of did, didn't he?
1: Well, (laughs) 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 certainly. With well, the Cambridge Analytica, we know they certainly tried, <laughs> it with not succeeded.
0: Well, I mean, what year did Trump win?
1: 2016. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I would say they well, probably did win.
1: You know, and in 2016 is when I broke ties with Facebook because I was the victim of misinformation. And it wasn't stuff that, it was stuff I agreed with, right? Mm-hmm this stuff would appear, these these news articles would appear in my feed, and I'd oh. be like, ah, see, you're proving yeah. what, how I already feel right, and I would share it, and then somebody would say, hey, wait, I don't know if that's accurate. Then I would fucking do research and be like, wow, this article is bullshit. Right. I just It's just telling me what I want to hear.
0: It just puts you in a giant echo chamber, because it's all about trying to get you to click on something.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. So fucking I don't know. I feel like the the heat is starting to get turned up on Facebook and we could see regulations, we could see them broken apart into separate entities. Uh I would not be having Facebook as a part of my long-term portfolio.
0: Yeah. I would agree with that.
1: And looking at their stock chart on the daily, uh they did they have dipped below their 100-day EMA. So
0: It looks like they finally just broke their bullish trend.
1: Yes. They have made a oh well almost a almost a second lower low yeah yeah uh so yeah going going forward i could see this company getting regulated to death yeah so watch out
0: all right uh last thing before we move on here i just want to throw in the last uh, latest bit of elon musk uh, jeff bezos feud update
1: mhm
0: so apparently elon musk has overtaken bezos as the world's richest man and is now planning on sending jeff a uh, silver medal, and a giant statue of the number two. <laughs> so, didn't, didn't we just have him talking about how he didn't care about money? Or were we just talking about that like a few months ago?
1: Yeah, he he said that uh, earlier this year, didn't he? Yeah.
0: Yeah. If somebody doesn't care about yeah. money, he sure talks about it a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> That's, uh, you know what, I I honestly, I think of it like if I were, uh, hoarding red firehouse red bricks. And I had three thousand of them stacked up behind my garage and mm-hmm. somebody said, Dan, you must really like bricks. Well, I don't give a shit about fire red bricks. I don't care about <laughs> I, I just, don't care.
0: I need them to do my job.
1: <laughs> I just want more <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh god what was the- more- there's another comment I missed on this and they're uh, when Bezos' Blue Origin protested NASA's decision to award the $2.9 billion contract to SpaceX to land humans on the moon, uh, on Twitter, Musk uh, tweeted them and said, uh, can't get it up, in parentheses, to orbit, lol.
1: <laughs> oh, that's some Class A trolling right there.
0: Yeah, uh, It really is. It really is. Like, uh, <laughs> it's this is cyberbullying. We're just talking about it. <laughs> Elon yeah. Musk is cyberbullying Bezos. Like, I think I flipped on who the supervillain is. Like, I think Elon Musk might actually be the supervillain. Bezos is just the guy trying to do his job.
1: (laughs) If Elon Musk had an industrial accident, we would no longer question whether or not he's a supervillain. Like, imagine a big scar across one of his eyes leading from his forehead down to his chin. Right. And then like, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That's the villain right there. (laughs)
0: Elon Tusk. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's let's get this show moving.
1: Some loans are just a big mistake And up over your head Drowning in those rates and fees Someone left unsaid Choose the right kind of lender To find the thing that fits your needs And you just have to call her Cause you know She's a loan maker, dream banker, debt saver, won't you call her up and see. She's a loan maker, dream banker, debt saver, won't you call her up. Go, go, go. Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you proudly by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even those crazy reverse mortgages, Sue will help. She's licensed in 27 states. Even if she's not licensed in your state, you should reach out. She probably knows somebody who is or could get licensed herself. We don't know. She's a go getter and a half. See what Sue can do for you. Best way to reach her is to just give her a call at 520 977. 7904. Or you can shoot her an email, spullin at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number 206048. That email again is Pullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Reach out to Sue for all your mortgage needs.
0: And Two Bulls in a China Shop is also a proud affiliate of the Trade Pro Academy. Trade Pro Academy is an educational platform that offers institutional trader development programs to new and experienced independent traders. Translation, that's a lot of words, Dan.
1: A lot of words. Translation, trade like the big institutional money.
0: That's right. They've got a great mm-hmm. staff of highly knowledgeable and successful traders, and we know because we talk to them all regularly. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Uh, and we've found that there's no better place that we've found to learn all you need to know to be a successful trader find them online at tradeproacademy.com or you can use our affiliate link in the episode description as that's a great way to support the show and improve your own knowledge and skills
1: oh yeah yeah there's been no better place that we've found that can teach you what you need to know to to read a stock chart and, f- and figure out what's going on, where to get in, where to get out. Yep. All that great knowledge.
0: Uh-huh. 100%.
1: I got some ass and stuff for them, but I'll save it for the month you.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, me too.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about some stocks. Yes. Just put those stock tickers on the list. Go through the charts so nothing gets missed. Today's trades, they could all turn to gold. I'm playing stocks till I'm out of the hole. I got a big story about Lordstown, uh, but I was the one just talking, so.
0: I've got two to touch on here. Um, Virgin Galactic got cleared by the FAA. Remember that they were grounded for the yeah falling out of that flight window? So yeah, the FAA cleared them, allowed them to return to flights. They've already missed that um, research flight they were supposed to do at the end of this month, but... I hadn't seen when they're planning on trying to reschedule that, but the stock did see a nice jump when that news was first announced before selling off on Friday. So it uh, might be uh, something to keep an eye on. It's, uh, it's trading in a ma- massive volume node right now. looks like it might have finally found its bottom. What was that, around 22 and a half?
1: Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Virgin Galactic. 22 and a half. Look at that. And it says, ooh. Solid red
0: candle. <laughs> Solid red candle, but look at that big green candle.
1: The one right next to it, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, ooh. Something to keep an eye on. We'll see. Uh, it looks like it's got a little bit of volatility going up. I think once that flight does get announced, probably see another spike in interest again, too. So keep an eye on it, because there could be some good opportunity to day trade it. Uh, the last one I have to kind of talk about here a quick, Neo posted record deliveries, and... They are actually on pace to be profitable within the next two years, maybe even sooner, actually, because I think that was factoring in around a ninety some percent growth rate year over year. whoa uh, and the actual growth rate that Neo has been experiencing the past year or so is over a hundred percent. Oh wow. still worried about Neo, uh, still got a lot of debt. I also don't know that I necessarily trust the Chinese uh, reporting yeah um, but I expect because uh, this news I think came out this morning. I would expect to see uh, some renewed interest in NEO coming up uh, this week.
1: Yeah, and it's right—it's right at a, a key support zone.
0: Well, if you remember, they had a shitload of shares that they issued too. So I'm assuming that those shares have probably already gone on the market. Mm. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the selling pressure is done here at this point or close to it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't want to see it dip below thirty. That's the low from twelfth of May.
0: I really don't want to see it dip below thirty-four.
1: <laughs> but uh uh where it's at now looks looks pretty good on the volume profile for the year.
0: Yeah. Alright, what was the what was the big one you had?
1: Lordstown Motors Stock Ticker R I D E.
0: Oh, I always feel bad when we talk about that. Sorry, Razarus.
1: <laughs> They've struck a deal selling their factory to Foxconn, the Taiwanese manufacturing giant famously known for assembling Apple's iPhones.
0: I saw you post that story and I was worried that that meant that they were phoning it in or wrapping it up, basically saying, okay, we can't do it. But mm-hmm. it looks like per the terms of that deal, they're actually going to rent the space back from the person that they sold it to.
1: Yes, yes. So, this is, uh, I guess this is like a reverse mortgage where you sell your house and you still get to live in it?
0: I mean, for a company that needs capital like right now, uh, that probably is a smart move. But man, they got to get those trucks out into production and selling like really soon.
1: Yeah. Um, I, You know, I likened it to in my own life now that I'm I'm transitioning into being a full-time trader, but I'm still just watching. Mm Mm-hmm uh i thought wow okay if i really run out of money my I, my car title's free and clear i could i could go just get a loan on my car and boom i've got an influx of cash to trade and live on and so when when i think of it in personal terms like that it's a little scarier to me right and when i just just read like oh yeah they sold the factory but they get to lease it back like yeah they got some cash they need the cash to make the money
0: but but here's the difference but- so there's a slight difference in this lordstown deal and that's that the company they sold it to wants to make electric vehicles too,
1: oh so it would be like getting your <laughs> loan
0: from your competitor who is actively working against you in the same fucking building
1: oh i I would think it would be like getting getting a loan on my car, but they also get to use it on weekends,
0: uh yeah, I suppose that. Was- <laughs>
1: Either way, it's it's oh, it's a risky proposition.
0: It's almost like to use the trader analogy, I guess it'd be like uh yeah. getting your loan, but all your trades had to be go through the person that uh, gave you the car loan.
1: Oh, they they have to prove
0: them. <laughs> they no no no, they they make the orders for you. You submit like, "Hey, I want to buy this stock," so they go and buy it first oh, and then sell yeah, it to yeah. you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Nah, that's why Not a good analogy. But yeah, it's still not good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so they're going to lease their own factory. What was their factory from Foxconn to assemble the cars? It, they've had their their CEO Steve Burns left, and got replaced by Daniel Ninavagi, mm-hmm. formerly the CEO of Federal Mogul. So so they've had some leadership change changes. Now their main asset has been <laughs> sold.
0: Right. Yeah, because that's their only factory. Uh, yeah.
1: They they have got to start making cars.
0: Yes. Like yesterday,
1: <laughs> like yesterday, because uh, Foxconn did say it, it's exploring licensing arrangements for future manufacturing programs with Lordstown. Lordstown though it's not certain if that'll pan out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, they they already Foxconn has already struck a deal to make cars for Fisker Incorporated, another electric car startup, mm-hmm. and have said the Ohio factory is a viable location for that. So this yeah. is a great move for Foxconn. Yeah. Like, they can't lose here. They've already got a deal with another car company that can move right in and start producing if Lordstown doesn't shape up.
0: Uh, the way I read that was that they're going to be working next to each other.
1: Oh. Did I misread <laughs> they're that? Make the, it sounded
0: like they're leasing some space in that, but they're not utilizing the whole factory anymore. They're letting somebody else work with them. Maybe I misunderstood that.
1: I didn't I didn't see anything about Foxconn leasing space to Fisker, Just just that they now bought it and they they set up a lease agreement with Lordstown.
0: Uh, I'm looking through it here real quick. They struck a deal. Yeah, they already have the deal to make cars for Fisker.
1: Right, but it's unclear if if they've yet yeah, to okay. move Fisker into their brand new <laughs> brand new into their
0: I just assumed when they said that it's a viable location for that 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 was their plan.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just like, well, oh, Lordstown doesn't work out, like will the factory will get used? And Foxconn's in a much better position to take advantage of that as a landlord, not a car maker.
0: Yeah, and Lordstown stock did not uh, react positively to this news. No, no, it
1: started we're, taking we're- off
0: on the thirtieth, but then look at the sell off. It's it's back down to a six fifty area now.
1: was about a three dollar yeah.
0: drop, nearly or two fifty.
1: It got all the way August. It got all the way down to four and a half dollars.
0: Sorry, Razerus. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just feel guilty talking yeah. about this company.
1: You know, when I look at a stock chart and I see the 200-day EMA above the 100, which is above the 50, which is above the 20. Yeah. It's it's hard to make a bullish case.
0: <laughs> well, it's got nowhere to go now but up. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go any lower, can it? Yeah, yeah. It looks like it can.
1: <laughs> well, still got zero below. What's funny is Trading View <laughs> is showing me negative numbers. I didn't. I just now realized that. I, I don't know if I've ever looked at a stock down this low on Trading View. <laughs> uh, maybe it can go to negative two dollars a share. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you to take these shares. Just take them.
0: Like movie pass.
1: Right. Um. I had I had one other quick thing. Yep. Dollar Tree. And Dollar General Dollar Stores, thanks to inflation, uh Dollar Tree just announced that they're gonna start selling products for three and five dollars.
0: Uh yeah, the the stock initially reacted really positive to that, but it uh it started selling off again here pretty quick after that. Because apparently people don't wanna pay more than a dollar at Dollar Tree or Dollar General or Whichever one this was,
1: they the Dollar Tree had a big gap up September twenty eighth to twenty ninth. I uh, think
0: that was the day they announced that news. Yeah, and as a stock owner, like that, like that's exactly what you want to see. Yeah, bring in some more money, love that, uh, but not mm-hmm. at the expense of losing all your customers. And I think that's what started retreating because there's a lot of backlash. But I don't know what you expect. Uh, like you said, inflation. We've been talking about inflation. Like keep. What can you actually buy for a dollar these days anyway?
1: Yeah, yeah. I am, I'll admit, I'm an avid shopper uh, at, the, at the dollar stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, 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 you can find some stuff with value in it. Uh, as an avid shopper at those stores, the 99 cent only stores uh, on the West Coast made this move a couple years back, and it did piss me off as a consumer. But I didn't stop shopping there altogether. So,
0: yeah. I mean, there's still deals.
1: There's still lots of deals. The stuff they sell for three and five dollars, some of it is still worth it. Yeah. Like inst- instead of buying a dollar for a small amount of toilet paper, I can spend three dollars for a decent amount of toilet paper. So it's not exactly uh, killing the system. Right. It's just killing killing the psychology of the brand of well, we sell everything at a dollar.
0: It was like the one of the last holdouts too, wasn't it? Because that didn't Dollar yes. General already make the move and. So the yes, the other competitors.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're so, the last ones. Yeah, to, of the big chains. Uh, and this actually harkens back to uh, the five and dime stores from the '30s. hmm Um, we this like these kinds of stores. There's nothing new about them. And five and dime stores also got to the point where they they had to start upping prices. Well, so uh, I I we had a big gap up. Yep. And and it's 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 a fight. But I think that gap will eventually get filled.
0: Yeah, probably. But I still think it's bullish for the stock long term. But there's going to be a lot of volatility on this for the next couple days. So Definitely some trading opportunities there.
1: Yes. Oh, wow. I just noticed they had a big gap down from earnings August
0: 26th. Yeah, they just almost (laughs) filled that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But again, this is another stock where you look at it and the, the EMAs, all rotated in May, mm-hmm. with the the 200-day was below and now it's above. Oof. Well, we'll see. Dollar Tree.
0: All right. Uh, just quickly run through some earnings here while we move on. Uh, the, on Tuesday we got Pepsi. On the sixth we have got Levi and Stars STZ. And the seventh we got Tilray TLRY. Uh, I think we got one more week of. Light earnings before we start to get into when the bank should start reporting to kick off the next season. All right, do you guys want to talk about anything in the trading, or should we just use that for the good, the bad, and the ugly?
1: Yeah, let's just let's just talk about that in the good, bad, and the ugly. Let's move on. Let's talk about some crypto. All
0: right, you've got the stories because I got nothing.
1: Look at the news. What do you see? The cult of cryptocurrency. of cryptocurrency okay well the one that uh that made me chuckle uh the headline is president of el salvador announces volcano powered crypto mining operation has generated 269 dollars in bitcoin
0: oh that's it 200 <laughs> 200- <laughs> how much did that facility cost to set up
1: it does not say I, I have a feeling they had already set up the, the geothermal power plant, and they just switched over to using that power to mine crypto. But uh, wow. uh, yeah, so, so since they made it their legal tender, they've they've mined $269.
0: They call it the Volcanoed.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Volcanoed. <laughs> it's officially operating el salvador has uh spent 225 million dollars
0: okay well to be fair that's still their testing and installation so it's not it's not running at full capacity yet okay thank god um (laughs)
1: thank god they the el salvador has invested 225 million dollars in bitcoin just they've stockpiled 550 bitcoins Mm -hmm. uh to because they want to cement the country as the world leader in crypto but I, I just think it's really funny that they're they're crowing about $269. Like look, we <laughs> proof of concept. We made money. Haha.
0: Is that profit or is that just all that they generated?
1: Oh, it doesn't say. It, uh, that's a good question. It doesn't look
0: like profit. It looks like <laughs> they just earned generated a plum right. total. Yeah, they only generated. Okay, no, I don't think that's profit yet. Um what was the other story you had cuz that was the one I wanted to hear more about the uh the crypto trading hamster?
1: Oh, yes, yes, Mr. Gox.
0: <laughs> Mr. Cox.
1: Uh, there <laughs> GOXX. <laughs>
0: oh, okay, I see. So, yeah, he runs on the wheel and that selects a different crypto asset and then he has a tunnel to decide whether to buy or sell it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's that
0: that's fucking hilarious. That's
1: the gist. Some guy has has set up his hamster environment so his a- hamster can randomly choose uh cryptos. He runs on the wheel. When he runs on the wheel, the wheel will stop on a crypto asset, and then, if depending on which tube he runs into or which end of the tube he runs into afterwards, is buy or sell.
0: Yeah. The best part is, what's his performance to date?
1: September 29th career performance up three and a half percent. It was it was a lot higher when all the news came out. Oh yeah. Uh, it was-, was it? Well, it was at sixteen. September 29th at sixteen point six percent
0: at September 12th it was almost 20%.
1: Yeah. So he's pulling back but he's been doing pretty good.
0: At that point he was outperforming uh Bitcoin, Nasdaq 100 and Berkshire Hathaway and the S&P 500.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh <laughs> It's a it's a really fun account. Uh you can follow him on Twitter at Mr. Gox, mrgoxx. Also has a Twitch TV channel. So you can <laughs> w- tune in and watch him find his trades live. There's no I was looking I really wanted there to be a reliable update because i wanted i wanted to to start trying to beat the hamster instead of random but i don't i don't think i don't think that's gonna work (laughs) uh unless kyle we get a hamster for the china shop
0: do you want to take care of a hamster no no me neither i have two cats they wouldn't last long
1: (laughs) 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 all right well if we can think of a way to make your cats randomly pick stocks let's do that
0: i probably could but i probably could figure something out Anyway, alright. Should we uh we show down?
1: Slap iron, motherfucker. Woo! well did you did you have a a good good for the week
0: yeah uh trying to pick between Nvidia and Dollar Tree puts and I think the Nvidia trade was just uh just beautiful uh and I like that one better because Dollar Tree I was kind of uh, i got the inspiration from vico uh, I like to look at the the notes that he posts and then go back and look and see if I can find the levels before he posts his and see if they line up uh, but with Nvidia that was all my trade i I identified the stock I picked it I traded it and I turned a real tidy profit. Hell yeah! So that was mine. What was yours?
1: Well, my real good was was in f- watching the futures. Uh, some stuff clicked mm-hmm. in in watching market structure playing out in real time.
0: Oh, isn't that great? Those aha moments are amazing.
1: It really, really are, really are. Because once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yep. And now, now I'm looking at stock charts, going like, "Oh, look, there's a rotation right there." Yeah. Uh, I might even. I haven't done it yet. I'm going to change uh, my trading view stuff so I can look, be looking at the range charts instead of the regular candlesticks.
0: I was doing that for a little bit just so it takes away some of the noise because it really mm-hmm. simplifies it and shows you the structure so much better.
1: And and it and it shows you where the consolidation is happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh,
1: a lot, lot easier. Yeah,
0: it makes the levels really stand out, yeah.
1: My good was sitting, the result of sitting in front of screen, logging screen time, not just staring blankly while I think other thoughts, but actively watching the stock charts as they play out mm-hmm. long enough. I did it long enough to where it clicked in my brain, and now I'm like looking at them all differently. And you really can't, there's no replacement for screen time. No. What was your bad?
0: Uh, it was my Roku trade on Friday. I mean, I gave back about half the winnings from the NVIDIA trade. But what was bad about it was that I just should have stopped after that big one. I think I even said when we were chatting, like I I should be done now.
1: Yeah, yeah, you did say it.
0: But yeah, because we were because we were still on the call or still trying to live chat, I felt the pressure to try to keep going. Uh, even in my mm. gut, like I just didn't like I didn't like the trade. I shouldn't have shouldn't have made it at all. Um, what was yours?
1: My bad. My bad was uh, when we were trading options on Friday. Uh, I, I placed a trade on Boeing. I bought some Boeing puts and, and it ended up being a scratch trade, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it moved up and it hit my first profit target, uh, which, which thanks to the brackets was set to like, if I sell it here with my trailing stops, I'll get out of the position without losing any money. Right. It turns around. So like it hit that point and it turned around. And then I'm you know, still watching the chart and I was still like, nope, I, I think it's got a bigger fall. So I went back and I I, I clicked the buy order again, Mm -hmm. not knowing that uh, the default on Thinkorswim was to, like, once I placed the first trade and did my brackets, it Mm -hmm. then switched back to just single trade with no brackets. So the second time I moved in, I had no brackets, and I didn't realize it. Uh, I think we were talking, and I was like, okay, it's set and forget. I'm just going to go outside and smoke a cigarette. And then I come back inside, and I'm like, why do I still have these calls? Or these puts? Why do I still have these puts?
0: I know. Oh, God. I was sick to my stomach.
1: Why are they well below my my trail stop where I would have, holy shit, I am down well outside of my risk management? Uh, but fortunately for me, saved by luck, uh, or or my original premise was correct, they did have a couple big red candles, and I was able to move out of the position at a profit. Uh, but it was bad because uh, I I made assumptions on the trade. I just assumed it would keep on the bracket orders. Mm-hmm. I did not. I did not double check it. So it, it, those were all bad mistakes for me. I did find the setting, and I posted it to the Discord where you can un- uncheck the box so it'll just leave it on whatever your last nice. ra- order was. Yeah. So now, now I won't make that mistake again. Yeah, thank uh. <laughs> you for that,
0: by the way. Uh,
1: did, you, did you have anything ugly this week?
0: I did. Uh, you remember that Salesforce trade I made? Yep. Yeah, uh, I ended up actually exceeding my loss allowance. I went back and was looking at that. I should have actually been in timeout for the rest of the week. Because mm. I ended up taking a 50% loss on that. That was before I knew how to set the brackets and everything else.
1: So... Wow, that's what I did last week with Salesforce. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, I should have been in timeout. I uh, yeah, I, I think I doubled my loss allowance on that one. Yeah, so that pretty much killed my week actually. Yeah, but I'm still flying high because I feel like I've actually turned a corner.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, your options trading is is starting to really be on point.
0: It, yeah, it felt it just felt good. My hit rate has gone up, and then using proper loss man- or risk management, I have actually you know booked a good profit this week. Other than the CRM calls, which was done before I was using the actual tools that we're supposed to be using. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so what was your ugly then? I kind of feel like you can probably list the, the same thing.
1: So, yeah, it, it was originally going to be the, the Boeing trade, but uh, once I found out why it went down like it did, I, I felt like uh, uh, it absolved me of a little, some of the blame. Mhm because while I made a stupid assumption uh I don't I don't think it was a a wild assumption to make
0: You still had the right so, idea
1: Yeah 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 it 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 was it was basically you know I needed to just learn think or swim better Yeah um Yeah yeah uh, but since I was on timeout for Monday through Thursday I didn't have a lot of opportunity to make an ugly <laughs>
0: That's a good point <laughs> <laughs> All right. i then. was
1: just watching futures charts no. i guess oh okay here here's the ugly thing here's the ugly thing i'm supposed to just be watching future charts and i get so antsy that twice this week i was like okay for for the next hour i'm gonna let myself sim trade wildly i shouldn't you know oh uh, uh, yeah yeah not not the best move on my part in terms of building good habits right right so so i'll guess i'll chalk that up to my ugly is, is not having the self-control to to resist
0: well hopefully you got that out of your system
1: yes uh i feel like i feel like uh uh the things i'm learning from trade bro are so on point that uh get you know being just just scratching that itch scratching that mosquito bite like now i can okay 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 yeah no i'll wait right right oh yeah five five more days five more days
0: (laughs) all right well uh should we do move on to the bet and wrap this thing up
1: okay let's wrap this thing up with a bet put a bow on it
0: put a bowing on it
1: (laughs) put a bowing on it (laughs) (laughs) in the center i'm not i'm not picking boeing kyle that's crazy i'm picking disney nice um i think disney has twice it it touched just below 170 Recently, I think uh, for 21st of September and the 30th of September, Mm -hmm. uh, both times rallied back above, because those were below the 200-day EMA. EMA, uh, And we just had a big Friday for Disney moving from 172 up to 176. It's now above 100-day EMA, and I think it's trying to get back above the... It's above the 200. I think it's trying to get back above the 100. So, Mm -hmm. DIS, Disney final answer uh, i'm gonna put my stop at 169
0: all right my turn
1: yeah yeah Bucket take profit i just do stops just stops okay
0: Um, uh, i think i want to go with neo Ooh. Yeah, uh, just because I got that good news coming up. Uh, my stop, though, is going to be sitting at $34. And if it drops below 34 then I'm going to flip to short.
1: Wow, that is a tight stop.
0: Uh, yeah, it's a dollar and change right now, isn't it? Yeah. I think, though, once uh, the tr- first day of trading after the report of the, uh, the sales or deliveries, the car oh. deliveries comes out, I think it's going to see some positive movement.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, going to have uh, any take profits on that?
0: Uh, probably 38. Okay, 38. If I see 38, I'll take half it.
1: Right, it's a, between the 34 and 50 moving average cloud. Yep. I like right.
0: it. It's right in the middle of that big volume node.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, 3790. Uh, right, well, what do we got for random?
0: Um, I need to pull up the right page for that. Basic Industries, New York Stock Exchange. Uh, Valhi? V-H-I?
1: V-H-I. Valhi Incorporated. Okay,
0: not a whole lot of volume on it, but you know what? We'll just let them have it. All right. It's a chemicals company, it looks like.
1: Yeah, and it—it's ooh. Okay, just bounced off its 200. Now it's above all of the moving averages.
0: It's banging up against that 24 dollars barrier right now. It looks like if it breaks through that, might see some positive movement.
1: Yeah, and that's a big level for the stock on the daily. I'm counting.
0: Yes, that's a huge level.
1: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven touches. And then, look, <laughs> and then the the it was holding month. the
0: support there in May and <laughs> April too. Yeah, that's a massive level. Yeah.
1: Wow. All right, VHI. Wow, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if they got options on that because damn, it breaks. i
0: <laughs> I'm guessing not, but it's not a very big company specialty chemicals
1: all right well there you have it folks i'm uh, i'm on disney kyle's on neo and we got random doing velhi vhi
0: all right did it
1: i think that uh, that we did it all right good job wrap Made up it. another episode folks thanks for joining us and sticking around through the end we'll be coming back at you next week with those bet results and uh, we got a month in review coming up. We might be eating spicy things then. Uh,
0: probably not that day, but uh, we'll probably be planning it out for uh, next month.
1: Okay, yeah, we'll 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 have a date for that soon. Yes. And uh, until next time, folks. Happy trades. Bye, folks.